Coming up on the Shark Fighter Podcast. But what we tried to do this year was think about how can we do this, get that same feel and have it be virtual. And so what we did was we created the Steps for Sark program. So much to do, so little time. April is Sarcoidosis Awareness Month, and there's so much that you can do to help in the fight. Wear your Sark uh, gear, get out there and, um, you know, let people know in your neighborhood, put a sign together, let people know in your neighborhood, and don't forget to send us some pictures. Coming up, Tricia Shivas, the VP for Research and Strategic Partnerships at FSR, talks about a busy April for the foundation as we plunge ahead with efforts to beat Sark. This is the Sark Fighter Podcast, living with sarcoidosis and other rare diseases. Here's your host, John Carlin. Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of the Sark Fighter Podcast, brought to you in part by a grant from Atire Pharma. Again, this is a bonus edition because I wanted to get this on as early in April as possible to get everyone up to speed on Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. And I'll be joined by Trisha Shivas from FSR. She's got all the details on everything from Sark Awareness Day, which is coming up, to actually a special presentation on dealing with prednisone, steroids, and and sarcoidosis. And that is something that I have lived with. Just about everybody that I've interviewed here on the show has lived with. Nobody likes prednisone. Uh, Unfortunately or fortunately, uh, it works, but the side effects are just terrible. And I'll be moderating that discussion, and that's coming up later on in the month of April. We'll be talking about that as well. So there's a whole lot of things going on in April, and Trisha will be joining us here in just a couple of minutes to talk about all of that. A couple of notes. Of course, remember, I do this podcast to offer fellow Sark fighters hope and later in 2021, the effectiveness of a new drug by ATIRE that I mentioned will come into clearer view as clinical trials evolve, so stay tuned for that. Remember the official Sark fighter song is called Zombie by fellow Sark fighter Mark Steyer and his band, the White Hot Lizards in Alberta, Canada. You can hear his story in episode 12. I call this the Sark fighter podcast because I'm fighting Sark, and so are you, whether you're a patient, a caregiver, a researcher, wherever you are in the sarcoidosis space. There's nobody here who doesn't want to be here. There's nobody here who uh, just joins voluntarily. We've all got uh, some skin in the game, as it were. So this is a place where we can all gather uh, here all over and over that people are all alone while you're not alone. Uh, and this is a place where you can hear from your fellow sarcoidosis warriors or sarc fighters, as I say here on the podcast. And I want to let you know that there is a reason for hope. And we talk about uh, we talk about that stuff a lot. And today, when we talk about sarcoidosis awareness month, that'll be front and center. Normally, I release this every other Monday, but again, this is a special edition, so uh, it's only been a week since the last episode, but we're going to uh, go ahead and put this one out a week early so that we can get going on Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. Now, if you're new to the disease, you're trying to figure out what you have, what's going on in your body, uh, welcome to our space, but please listen to my interview with Dr. Simon Hart in Episode 2. He goes over Sarcoidosis 101. What is SARC? How is it interacting with your body? Where did it maybe 
come from and and what's going on with you. Uh, And that's all in episode two. My story is in episode one. I suffer neurosarc. If you want to hear the backstory to how the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research came into being some 20 years ago, you want to check out episode 11 with the founders, Andrea and Redding Wilson. And before we get into today's conversation with Tricia, I just want to go over one thing. I've been keeping everybody up to date on this diet that I've been doing, which is related to SARC. Uh, It's called the Elimination Diet. The idea is to figure out what causes inflammation in your body. So for three weeks, that's 21 days, I'm talking about no sugar, no gluten, no grains, really, uh, and no dairy, because those are the big culprits. And now I've done the 21 days, and as you listen to this, I'm in the process of slowly adding back foods to see how I feel, what they what they might do to my body. Um, and for the most part, I'm staying on the elimination diet. Now, even, uh, even bananas and apples were forbidden during the 21 days. So I'm starting to add back these fruits that are high in sugar. They have a high glycemic index. That's the dietary term for it, right? So I've added bananas. I've added apples. No problems. So that's good. And you will not believe how sweet an apple or a banana tastes after having no sugar for three weeks. So yeah, it's a real treat. Uh, I'm having a kale smoothie every month, um, every month, every morning, excuse me. Um, but, uh, and so I'm pretty much staying on the diet. I'm eating grass fed beef, uh, organic chicken, and, and then a lot, a lot of vegetables, roasted vegetables, steamed broccoli, that kind of stuff. But life is getting complicated. You know, this diet doesn't exist in a vacuum and you can't just, just eat this basic diet and then just stay home, right? So one of the things that's happened to me is I'm a cyclist and uh, thankfully Sark is sort of in remission for me right now. So I'm trying to work up to where I can ride 100 miles in a day. That's called a century. So I'm doing all this training. Well, in order to do the training, you've got to have fuel in your body. And when you're on this diet, you don't get enough fuel. So the first time I went out and tried to ride over 30 miles, um, I just bonked. I just ran out of energy, and fortunately, I had uh, some an energy bar in my back pocket, and I ate that and rested for a minute, and I was able to finish the ride. But the last eight miles were they were not going to happen if I didn't do that. So now I'm realizing, all right, I've got to kind of get some some calories from somewhere, and uh, the fat and the protein just that I was getting from the diet just wasn't enough. So so that's a complication, and then. Uh, my daughter-in-law is having a baby. It's her second baby. So, you know, you have your baby shower. And then for every other baby after that, if you want to have a little gathering, they call that a sprinkle. So we had a sprinkle for my daughter-in-law, but there's all this food out there on the counter that my wife made and that everybody bought. And there's cupcakes and there's ham biscuits and all these things that are not <laughs> the delicious mac and cheese that you can't have on the elimination diet. And I really had to look around and say, all right, what, what can I have here? So um, I had some of the fruit. Um, I can't remember, but I stayed away from the mac and cheese for the most part. I stayed away from the ham biscuits. I did not have a cupcake, none of the, you know, the sugary bakery stuff. And it, it was really, really difficult. 
Uh, but then the next morning I did have some mac and cheese because I was fueling for a bike ride and I didn't feel any inflammation, but that's the closest I had come to uh, cheese and or gluten from the macaroni, which presumably is made with, uh, with regular white flour. So, um, but I, I had very little. So uh, I, I just want to keep you up to date on how it's going. I will tell you that uh, I have a lot more energy than I did before the diet. Uh, my brain fog seems to have cleared a little bit. That's good. Um, the inflammation that I have in my body basically comes from the permanent damage on my spinal cord from scarring from SARC and from the surgery to diagnose it. So I can tell you that, you know, when I, when I feel inflammation, when I have what I call a SARCy day in my legs, uh, that's, that's kind of what I, what I feel. And I can honestly say that that has, it hasn't gone away, but it has been reduced. So I don't, I don't feel my legs feeling quite as clogged up. And, and for me, it, it emerges as numbness or tingling, and it hasn't been quite as bad. And the other thing that you get with the elimination diet is you're working on your microbiome, which is essentially the composition of all the bacteria in your gut. And that is where serotonin is generated in your body. It doesn't come from your brain. It comes from your gut and then tells your brain how you feel. And, you know, I, I do suffer from days where I can be pretty moody or have a hair trigger and I'm not on prednisone anymore, so I don't have that excuse. And there are days when I feel really, really good and happy. But I have had a couple of angry days. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my co-workers just knew to give me a wide berth. And I even apologized. I said, but I'm not, I'm not in a happy place today. So little things that normally would just roll off your back, you, know, you tend to get angry about. Um, so that is one of the things that I'm hoping improves over time if I can continue to, uh, to keep my gut healthy. And I'm also taking a probiotic, which is called Just Thrive. And that's a brand that was recommended to me by my dietitian and food coach right now, Lindsay Norenberg, who runs Nourish by Lindsay. And she's the wife of Ryan Norenberg, who uh, is a fellow Sark fighter. And she went and got certified because she got so interested in helping him. And he's made great strides by going through this process. So she agreed to help me out. She's doing it pro bono. And I appreciate that. And there's a link to Nourish by Lindsay in the, uh, in the show notes here. So if that's something you want to consider, that's how it's going. So I've been promising to keep you up to date on the diet. And that's where I am so far. I uh, just wanted to, uh, you know, going through all this. Uh, for me, but also so I can kind of be the guinea pig for you. So it doesn't do any good if I don't report it out to you. But today is all about April and the great things coming up from FSR and Trisha Shivas, and she is coming up next. I feel like a zombie Just feeding at stumbling Hi, I hope you're enjoying the Sark Fighter Podcast. You may be wondering, what can I do to help? How can I be a part of the sarcoidosis solution? It's simple. Make a donation to KISS. K 
kick in to stop sarcoidosis. 100% of the money goes to the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. Look for a link in the show notes of the Sark Fighter Podcast. Welcome back to the Sark Fighter Podcast. Joining me now is Trisha Shivas. She is the Vice President for Research and Strategic Partnerships at the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. Trisha, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having us, John. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in April. We have a really exciting Sarcoidosis Awareness Month coming up and really excited to have the chance to speak with you. You know, it has been such a difficult task since COVID broke on the scene. And, you know, a year ago, people were planning 5Ks and there was all this stuff going on and all this awareness and nobody had a chance. So here's the word again, pivot, because it hit in March and here and here we were in April and nobody knew how to do all the virtual events that we're doing now, right? So, but now we've had a year to figure it out and the foundation has has all kinds of stuff going on in April. So let's let's get into this. What do you want to talk about first? Well, let's start. You, you kind of uh, set me up. You, you kind of teed me up perfectly for the Steps for SARC program and our virtual walk that we're doing this year. So we know it's really challenging for people to get out and do the typical walks that we have done in the past. We have an incredible program that people have been participating in for years through our KISS program. But what we tried to do this year was think about how can we do this, get that same feel and have it be virtual. And so what we did was we created the Steps for SARC program. And what you can do is just track your steps every day. Our goal is 9 million steps, which is essentially Chicago to Italy. Um, we can't get there by plane, but we're going to get there by walking as a community together. And, you know, it's not that hard to, to keep track of your steps, even if you don't have one of the fancy watches or a fancy app for your phone. Um, you can make estimates and uh, we have some tips and tricks on the site for you to learn how to make estimates of what, about how long you're walking. So, you know, for example, if you're walking a block, X number of steps equals X number of miles and they'll be able to sort of tell you how that works. Um, you know, uh, we have little little tricks in there. If you go to the mailbox, this is how many steps it roughly is. If you're going to the kitchen, this is roughly how many steps it is. So everybody can participate. Our goal through this program is really to help raise awareness. And the way that you can do that is go online, share your story, share the opportunities through Steps for Sark in order to get the word out there so people know it. And the really fun thing is on the weekend, the very last weekend of April, we're hosting a particular event we're calling Everybody Step In for the Weekend. And we're gonna put together a, a Spotify list for everybody. We're hoping that you'll send in some recommendations for us on the Spotify list so we can make this a real party list. Um, and then the idea is that you can dance your steps or you can go out and walk listening to our Spotify playlist. Um, you know, we're encouraging everybody on that last weekend, our last push um, to get some balloons, wear your Sark uh, gear, get out there and, um, you know, let people know in your neighborhood, put a sign together, let people know in your neighborhood. And don't forget to send us some pictures because we want to be able to post those up on social media. Yeah, social media is, that's how we all communicate anymore, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny, it, just, just a quick aside. So I did a TED talk on how social media was beginning to rival traditional media. And I did that, I want to say it was six years ago. 
and everything I predicted has, has come true. Wow. You know, uh, <laughs> I, it's just so funny. And it's like, you know, who's the reporter? Who's the journalist anymore? Because everybody's got a phone. So for instance, I went to a doctor's appointment this morning and I said, and I drove past this terrible accident and I got in there and I said, oh, there's a bad wreck at the intersection with Colonial Avenue. They said, oh yeah, we saw the pictures. And I know that they saw it online from their Facebook friends or from other people who are traveling because you know it hadn't been on the news yet, which is what I do, of course, you know. So, um, yeah, it's it's all starting to come together. But that's anyway, the pictures are so important. So people have to do that and they have to do it along the way, too. And, yeah. and, I, and I will share that uh, I wanted to I wanted to get out in front of this. So I signed up for the steps program this morning. I agreed to walk my dog 10 miles Yay. for the month. And, and I made a donation myself and then I shared it all, all on, I shared it on my Facebook page and on my LinkedIn page. So hopefully we'll start generating some money before April even gets here with that. So. Yeah. We're to tell you the truth. We have 10 teams and we have uh, already started to raise some money. So we're really excited um, to see that and people's enthusiasm to kind of get, get going and get moving and get moving as a community. Um, we're really excited to see all that. And just as a reminder, there are lots of tips and tricks on that page, including how to email your friends and loved ones, how to post something onto social media. If that's a little intimidating for you, don't worry. There's lots of tips and tricks um, on how to do everything that you need to do in order to be successful. Yeah. Don't let it overwhelm you because it really is, it really is, uh, it's, it's pretty basic. And then with the tips and tricks, you can, you can definitely get there, but there is a fundraising goal associated with that. Is there not? Yes. Yeah. We're trying to raise $25,000. So um, help us get there. Help us reach that. We are hopeful that as a community, we can um, make that possible. That makes possible for us a number of different things, helping to support all our support programs that we have. We just had a really fantastic training for all of our patient advocates, and we want to be able to continue that those kind of trainings throughout the year. Um, and so those are the kinds of things that through this support you can do, as well as helping us um, fund our research um, that we continue to do. And we'll talk a little bit more, I think, about that a little later. Yeah, you know, it was it was a great weekend. I was part of that advocate training. So uh, that was uh, that was just really really well done, and and it's just amazing to see how how people with sarcoidosis are leaning in and trying to help other folks with SARC and and help FSR with its mission and uh, and do that in a way that's that's cost effective. So a lot of those dollars can stay in the research space, which is so important. So. Mm -hmm. What else, what else is going on in April? Yeah, so there's a long list of really fantastic programs and I'm gonna run just through a few of them for you, um, but be sure to check back to our website. We have not launched our awareness page yet. We're hoping to launch that in the next few days, but it's gonna be chock full of all kinds of goodies uh, to learn more about what's going on. Uh, but a couple of the things that you can find if you go to our events page, which is under our Take Action tab, you just click on Take Action, click on Events, you'll see a number of these uh, events already up. Uh, and so, for example, on April 13th, that's World Sarcoidosis Day. Um, and so we're going to have a celebration of that. So join us um, as we do the celebration for that. I think we're going to have a game night. So we're, we're looking to get everybody together, have a good time, be able to celebrate sarcoidosis. And I should say also a number of our uh, partner organizations, our centers of excellence and other organizations are getting in the sarcoidosis mood as well. And so they're gonna be participating by having lots of fun things happen, including lighting up towers, um, engaging with their community to wear purple on that 
day. We encourage you to wear purple on that day. It's going to be a fantastic way. And make sure, make sure if you are a social media person, you're putting things out on April 13th, because that's when we're going to be trending. I'm certain of it. No, yeah, no kidding. So that's April 13th, World Sarcoidosis Day. And when you say world, are, are there literally, is there stuff going on in Europe as well and in Asia? Yes, and other in fact, parts there the is. World? Yeah, we, we work really closely with a number of European associations, um, medical and organizations that are also um, in the space for patient advocacy. And they're all participating in this as well. So you'll, you'll see things if you join us for that hashtagging World Sarcoidosis Day, you will see lots of different activities going on all around the globe. So you'll be adding your voice to that. All right, I'll have to make a note to wear a purple tie on the news that day. So there you go. All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then uh, shortly after that, there's the uh, Sark Social. Uh, yes. What is that about? That's on April 17th, right? Yeah. So our, our Sark Social on April 17th is going to be about fostering resilience. Uh, so this is the a best community to do that with. I think this is just one of the most resilient communities I have ever had the opportunity to work with. Just so amazing, so engaged. Um, and so this is going to be one of our uh, advocates leading this session. It's a chance for you to come together with others, um, speak. And so the, the Sark Social that we're having is going to be, you know, focusing on how if when you're having a rough day, how do you kind of keep plugging through to get that resilience to come out? Um, how do you engage uh, with the rest of the community to get that, that resilience to come out? Um, so not having to do it by yourself, which is a big part of what we, we believe at FSR. That, that, uh, is, is that Trina Massey Davis? Is that correct? Who's leading That's that? right. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Trina Massey Davis, one of the advocates, one of your fellow advocates uh, right. helping to run that program. Outstanding. Great. And then uh, cooking and nutrition. That's as if people have been listening to this podcast, they know that I have been talking about this a lot, trying to find those anti-inflammatory foods and how to eat better and keep everything in check in terms of your daily symptoms. And I'm so glad that FSR is tackling this because it's an area that we don't know a lot about uh, as patients, for sure. And, yeah, and we're really, really excited to do this. Much. Yeah. We're so excited to be a part of this um, and have the opportunity to raise this. And yes, John, we, we're so grateful for you to continue to raise that. That is, it's such a, it's such an important issue. Um, there's, you know, one of the things that you can try to do is eat healthy and that's true for all of us and at every time in our life. And it can be a challenge, uh, but the exciting part about this is it's a cook along. So we're asking you to make sure that you have your aprons ready and your bowls and, and uh, other things. They're gonna not only just be giving you tips and tricks, which are really important, but also going to be helping you make something that is gonna be a good nutritional uh, option for you as you kind of move through. So be sure to join us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna get in the kitchen and get our hands dirty and uh, you know, to help to make some really good food. Oh, well, that, that sounds great. And, and, and uh, I'll just share quickly anecdotally that I've been working with uh, a nutritionist who's a wife of uh, one of my guests here on the podcast, and she is really helping me to eat clean and to uh, avoid processed foods and bad fats uh, while still finding good fats. And I have had way more energy, way more energy. Uh, so I, you know, I do, I do think it's helping and I've lost 10 pounds, which I wasn't setting out to do. I was just trying to eat, eat yeah, a little bit, more wow. healthy, but, uh, so yeah, so that's worked. I've, I've been on something called the elimination diet. We take out everything, sugar, dairy, 
gluten, all those things that we know probably cause inflammation. Then you slowly just kind of add those things back. And I'm in the, the first week of adding things back. Um, but I can just tell you that there is something to this at some level, and I'm sure it affects everybody differently, but I'm so glad. So that's April 17th. Let's eat cooking and nutrition class. And, and, and we're going to cook along together. Yeah, we're going to cook along together. We're going to get we're going to get started because that's the hardest part, I think, you know, getting started. John, you're a great example, right? But changing your habits, getting started is the hardest part. So we're going to we're going to kick the kick it off together. Yeah, knowing the first thing to do was the hardest thing for me. It's like, where you know, well, what do I eliminate? You know, how do I know? And, and so just having a plan and a program is so important. So, um, and then I know on April 26, that's uh, Memorial Monday, and there's a vigil that day. Yeah, so this year for our Memorial Monday, we wanted to do something, you know, a little extra special. And so this is not only open to those who have lost someone, but if you have lost someone, we do especially uh, encourage you to participate. But the idea and the theme for this is to celebrate life. So we know that all those folks who were our warriors that have come before have influenced all of us who keep us, you know, engaged, keep us uh, on the path as we're continuing our, our engagement and our work uh, towards making and finding better options for sarcoidosis. Um, and so one of the things that we did, I'm going to hold it up, is we created a candle. Um, and so you can see these guys, they say celebrate life. Um, and if you kind of look around, this is a branded candle for the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. Um, and so you see the Celebrate Life theme, you see FSR's logo. Um, this is uh, the only unscented candle that these gentlemen have. Uh, and so they have um, a, a really great candle shop with all kinds of different smells and things like that. But we knew our community smells can sometimes be a challenge. Uh, and so we literally have the only unscented candle in their mix. Um, and the other reason we selected this candle company is they uh, use ingredients that are non-carcinogenic uh, and soy-based. And so because of that, a lot less risk for those who do have pulmonary SARC of having problems as a result of it. Uh, proceeds from this candle are gonna be going to FSR and helping FSR. And we love, again, we love the theme uh, in addition to that, what we are doing for the vigil itself is we're going to have a program. We're going to have some folks speak uh, who have been part of the FSR community for a long time, including some uh, caregivers, loved ones who have lost someone. We'll also have uh, the board of directors uh, and also um, the CEO, Mary McGowan, um, speaking um, on this as well um, in order to help us, uh, you know, celebrate. And then the thing that we're doing that we're really excited about is you know, a, a, an image, putting an image up of a loved one, their name and what they, what they love, something about them that they love. And we're gonna be having a slideshow on that because, you know, it, it's really important for us to continue to think about um, those that have come before always. We always need to think about those that have come before, but also getting to know them so we can carry them in our heart with us. And so that's part of what this is. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, so, and we will uh, put a picture of those, of that candle in the show notes. Can you hold it up one more time for me? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, wanna, I just want to describe it quickly to folks, but uh, it's kind of got a purple background and it, and it's just, it, it's kind of a fun looking candle. Uh, in addition to uh, one more time, hang on just a second. I'm going to grab a screenshot of it so I can put that in the show notes as well. And yeah, so, and it's got a nice uh, diverse mix of people on it. And I think it's going to be a, a winner and you can put me down for one 
for sure. Oh, great, John. So, Thank you. Um, and just so you know, we went, the design of this was very thoughtful. It has snowflakes, it's purple. And we have the groups of people, as you said, the diverse community arm in arm, because that's how we see it. You know, we all help each other. We're all there to kind of hold each other up and we're there to celebrate together. So that was part of our, our planning for this. This is meant to be a candle we can use all year long as we're celebrating together and we're, we're working together as we look for a cure. Yeah. And for people who who don't understand the snowflake reference, do you just want to go over that? Sure. Real quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So sarcoidosis is one of those um, conditions. It is the condition really that is um, so complicated. Um, it's so different. Each individual is different. And so the snowflake is, you know, each snowflake is beautiful. Each of uh, the people in our community is absolutely beautiful. But understanding the nuances of that individual person's disease means you take a minute and you really look uh, and see what's going on because there are no similar symptoms per se for every single person. Somebody's going to have something different. And just as no two snowflakes are alike, no two exactly. no two cases are alike, right? Mm -hmm. So what else what else is happening in April? Yeah, so on um, April 27th, we are hosting a town hall on steroids and sarcoidosis. And John, you are gonna be the moderator for this wonderful session. I'm so excited, I can't wait. Can't wait. Yes, it's we're so we're so happy to have you. Thank you for for agreeing to do this. And we're really um, it's going to be a fantastic program. We're going to have um, one of the patient advocates, Jessica Reed. Um, she's going to be speaking um, about her story with sarcoidosis, which will probably resonate with a lot of you out there. Is something that you'll probably say this sounds a little bit like me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in addition, we're going to have um, Dr. Elliot Krauser, the chair of our, our scientific advisory board, um, speaking about steroids, the impact of steroids steroids, why long-term use of steroids can become problematic, um, and what kind of options there might be for transitioning off of steroids within our community. And then we're also going to have Dr. Sanjay Shukla from Atire Pharmaceuticals um, speaking about steroid sparing agents, things that can be used as replacements of steroids, and also um, why this is such an important mission for those in the pharmaceutical company uh, to find alternatives to steroids. Um, oftentimes it's, it's stated that, well, if you have the option of steroids, then it's fine, everything's fine, they can just be put on steroids. And, you know, um, uh, the folks that are speaking are gonna share with you why that's not necessarily the right path. We need alternatives. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to hosting that. Uh, of course, uh, I've interviewed uh, Dr. Shukla before because uh, Atire uh, helps to underwrite the, the cost of the podcast and that's greatly appreciated. So um, yeah, that's, that's going to be super. And I really hope people will tune in and, and check that out. And of course, we'll, we'll turn that into a podcast itself and people will be able to get it right here on the channel. So that's, that's good as well. And yes, then, um, fantastic. you've got an event on Inspire as well going on. Yes, you not? Yeah. We do. Um, this is a very popular event um, that we have had year after year. But what's exciting about this one, this one's kind of a little unique, is we are working um, with National Jewish Health and we are going to have multiple providers responding to you. So in the past, we have had uh, it where we had one expert, but you're going to have really meet the experts in this case. You're gonna have multiple people responding to this. So those of you that don't know about our Inspire community, um, be sure to join on. You just go into um, Inspire and you'll and look up Inspire um, support communities. You'll be able to find it. Look up sarcoidosis when you're there, you'll find us. Um, and it's a great opportunity to 
ask questions directly to an expert, get direct answers from the experts. We have over 62,000 people who are part of our Inspire community that are talking every day, sharing tips and tricks with each other. So not only is it a great uh, in entrance way for those of you that are not a part of the community to learn more about the Inspire community, but it's a chance to really learn from those that are working every day as physicians and providers in this space. Outstanding. So uh, do we know the data on that yet? That's to be determined. We're working with our experts to, you know, they have such busy schedules. We're trying to um, figure out what it will be, but it will be before the end of the month. We're just kind of finalizing the dates. Okay, great. And so we'll just, uh, will that, that be in the newsletter? How will people find out about oh, that sure. social media? Yeah, social media, we'll be posting on social media and also um, always make sure that you're signed up for our newsletter. Uh, you can sign up uh, on our website. Uh, there's a join our community section. Um, please sign up and we will add you to our newsletter list. There'll be a number of different ways uh, that we'll send information out to you. And then of course, once we have it ready, we'll, we'll put it onto the events page again. So you can always find information for any events that are going on on our events page. Again, there you just uh, go into the take action tab, which is the purple tab and select events and you'll be able to find it. Got it. So what else do you have going on? So just two more big programs I wanna mention. Um, we have a wellness program on chronic pain and fatigue. So our wellness series has been phenomenal. Um, for those of you that have had the chance to uh, join in on this, this has been just an incredible opportunity to help people um, you know, recenter, refocus as they're dealing with different issues, especially during the COVID period. We know this is so important, mental health um, and wellness is so important during this period, especially. And so some of the programs we've had in the past um, include meditation, Qigong. Um, we've also had someone that has come to speak about how to be more empathetic in your communication, which is incredible skill and um, something I try to strive for every day. So, so grateful for that session. I felt like I learned a lot there. That's by the way, available on our YouTube channel if you want um, to watch that and learn more. Uh -huh. um, and so what this one will be is on chronic pain and fatigue. This is something we know that our community deals with very often a lot of pain. Um, and so how do you deal with that and still be able to keep in reserves for the times that you want to be engaging in something, holding something back and honoring your body, which is a big part of what it, this is gonna be a discussion about, but honoring where you are at that moment and not trying to always push through, which is I think all of our nature. Yeah, and that's, there you go. I can get through this, I can get through this. and But you know, sometimes you just have to say no and hopefully the people around you understand. Sometimes that's the hardest part because mm -hmm. they all say you don't look sick, right? Exactly. I hear exactly. that over and over and over. I hear it in my own life and I hear it from the, from the folks who, who come on the podcast as well. So yeah, the invisible illness problem where people are, wait, you have something wrong with you. We hear mm -hmm. that so much from the community. Um, and it's just important for you to take a step listen to yourself. And that's what these wellness programs really do well, is they help you think about how to do that, how to give yourself a moment. Self-care, so important. Right. And then you mentioned there's one other thing that's happening in there's April. There's one more. And then yeah. I'm going to mention our research just real quick um, sure. that we have going on. Um, but we have a, another Sark Social that is going to be happening. This one's on April 10th. It just got finalized this morning. So uh, on April 10th um, at 11 a.m. Central Time, we're going to have a Sark Social on pulmonary sarcoidosis and advanced pulmonary disease. So throughout the, throughout the year, these Sark Socials are happening and they're on all kinds of different things. So if you remember in February, we had Sark Socials on cardiac 
cardiac health. And we'll have ones on neuro health coming up as well. And so the idea is for you to be able to engage and learn and find out who else is in the community. And so that's one of the other sessions that we have. Great, great. And just to, yeah, go oh, ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. And just to mention, um, you know, again, I think that these, these communities coming together like this is another way to do self-care. You know, take a minute, find your community, find people that you can uh, find that relationship with. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk about the foundation for sarcoidosis research and you, you really, I look at two avenues where FSR seems to be helping my life. One is the outreach to patients with all these different things that we've been talking about for Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. But the other is, is the fundraising and the research that's happening that, that FSR is behind. And I, I was really fascinated to hear how FSR find a, kind of finds these ideas that show a great amount of promise, but maybe not enough promise for the big pharma companies to invest in because they want return on investment. They're, they're, they're for profit. They've got to do what they do. I understand that. Um, so the, our research dollars take those ideas that are in their infancy and move them along to where then big pharma can say, oh, that looks like less of a risk. Let me pick it up. And, and that's when the advancements really start happening. And, and then we're working on this, this model where um, if we can start getting major funding funding from the NIH, the National Institute for Health, then instead of a million dollars here or there, it's 10 million here or there. And so can you kind of bring everybody up to date on how all of that's going? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for, um, and I think your synopsis of our mission and our goal within this is exactly right. Um, so part of what we need to do is find ways to help support academic researchers who are really trying to dig in deeper into what is going on, what are the mechanisms that cause sarcoidosis, um, what are the challenges that people with sarcoidosis particularly have, what kinds of medications that are already out there might be good models for sarcoidosis, but all of that requires some really good evidence. And uh, so in order to take and move the needle forward on any of this kind of work, they need, any of the researchers that we have need to be able to show there's good data underneath it. And good data costs money. We, we need to be able to support that because if we didn't have the funding that FSR was providing, they would have to do this research kind of on their own time. And as you know, if you've engaged with any of your physicians, their own time is not that, that available. What this does is frees up some time for, for researchers to really dig in and spend the time to learn um, a little bit more about what's going on. And so, you know, a couple of the huge successes that we've had recently, um, our disease model, uh, we did two years of funding for our disease models. And um, as a result of that, we're now seeing pharmaceutical companies starting to use the disease models that have come out of that research. And that's thanks to all of you. So, you know, if we didn't have that, that would be enormous. And just to give a background on what a disease model is, it's the way that they can test a drug before it's tested in a human being. And so it's really important to have a test version so they can see if there are any side effects, challenges, but it needs to mimic the person who's living with the disease. And that's one of the big challenges that we always face. Um, and so this disease model grants that we funded um, have now been yielding some really exciting results. In fact, one of the researchers also won a very prestigious award as a result of this, which will now help fund continual research in this space as well. Um, so we are continuing to see really exciting things come out of it. 
We also have our fellowship programs um, and our fellows, our first class of fellows just graduated this year. And so it's really exciting to see them as they're coming into 2021, what, what has happened. And we've already had one of our fellows receive NIH funding, John. Wow, um, so great. that goes right to what you were saying with, we need those NIH dollars and we've had one of our fellows receive NIH funding so they can continue to work in this space. Um, in addition to that, we provide small grants and April 1st, we're gonna open up our small grants. So if you have any doctors or anyone that you think might want to know about this, let them know. So sometimes getting just a little bit of funding, which we, we provide $25,000 for these small grants, but that little bit of funding can be what makes it possible for someone to get the materials they need to run the test that they need to run, or it can make it possible for them to um, have uh, the support with their, with their other fellows or their other researchers and give them a little bit of time that allows them to focus their attention on things like that. And it's things like that that don't get funding elsewhere. This is uniquely to FSR and we're able to help bridge that gap so that data can come out. Wow, that's that's amazing. And I hope that this is enlightening for people. And one of the reasons that I want to do the podcast was was to give people a reason to hope. And and all of those things that you just mentioned fall into that category. There there is work going on and and by listening to the podcast or being a volunteer with FSR or a fundraiser or whatever you're, you're, you're kicking the can down the road just a little bit more uh, in the good sense and that, and that you're advancing the cause. Absolutely. So. And, and we really are on, um, you know, the precipice of really exciting things. We just need to continue to push forward, but we are getting more interest from pharmaceutical companies in our space. That's enormous. We are getting um, more interest from the NIH as we've seen from that grant, right? So that's enormous. So though these are though these steps may seem a little bit further down the line for you, as you said, it kind of all comes together and, and hope is right around the corner. Um, so we're, we're really excited by um, all the progress that's being made and really could not do it without this FSR community supporting and engaging and getting the word out and helping to fundraise for this. Yeah, another thing that I've been hearing a lot is even, even um, like we had Susan Bassey on in the previous podcast, she lives in Southern New Jersey, which I think of as a populated area. I mean, really, I mean, and she could not find a doctor forever that knew anything about sarcoidosis. And so if people in New Jersey can't, how hard must it be for folks in North and South Dakota and Montana and, you know, the Western states? So uh, just anything we can do to, uh, to get more and more people in the loop about sarcoidosis and, and have doctors who know what it is and how to treat it and, rec and recognize it, right? Mm -hmm. It's all part of the deal. Yes, absolutely. And so part of what we're trying to do again during our awareness month is it's important to raise awareness in the general community. It's important to raise awareness among family and friends, but also raise awareness among your doctors. And that's every doctor you have. This is April Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. So if you're going to your general practitioner, bring information, tell them, share with them, let them know to come join some of the programs that we have. Um, there's a lot of really good educational programs that if you're not an advanced practitioner, in this space, you can learn a lot from. So, you know, um, have you, if you're going to a gastroenterologist, if you're going to a rheumatologist or, or a dermatologist or whoever, neurologist, whoever it is that you're seeing, if you raise this with them and you let them know that there's more information out there also for them, um, this is a real way to engage them, especially around Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. Great. 
Well, Tricia, is there anything else uh, going on from FSR in April that we need to tell folks about? Uh, you know, I, I, I think I've covered it all, but I'm sure there's going to be some more really exciting things popping up. The team is working really hard at FSR, um, and we also encourage you. Um, I will mention that our centers of excellence are also putting on some programs, so keep an eye out um, in the newsletter. We will be uh, highlighting some of the programs that are coming out from our centers of excellence as well. Uh, and so, you know, I think this is just going to be one of those months where if you keep your eye on what's going on, you're going to find lots of great programs that that suit you great trisha shivas thank you so much for joining us here on the sark fighter podcast thanks john thanks to trisha and by the way i am participating in the steps for sark campaign it's very easy you just sign up and then you hit the share button and a very professional little page goes out to your facebook page twitter your linkedin and you can share it with a little message and people are already giving and so uh, if you want to start your own campaign you can do that. It's, it's quite easy. I highly recommend it. But if you don't, you can always donate to me. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just Google John Carlin and you'll, you'll find me there. Uh, and, and then just click on the page and click on the campaign. And I'll put a link in the show notes to make it easy for you. But I'll also put a link into how you can start your own. I'm looking forward to hosting that town hall that Trisha mentioned on sarcoidosis and steroids prednisone, if you will. That's on April 27th, 2021. So please make plans to join in. In the meantime, if you have any questions or thoughts, if you want to be on the podcast, you want to share your story, send me an email, carlinagency at gmail.com in the show notes. Please follow The Sark Fighter on Instagram and Sark Fighter on Facebook. And I do appreciate uh, all of your interest in the Sark Fighter podcast. It helps me reach more people and grow the show if you share the link on your social media. I do appreciate that so much. And if you like this, please just tell one person. Just tell one other person in the sarcoidosis space, hey, you've got to check out the Sark Fighter podcast. And then if you like, please give the show a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That helps as well. Thanks again to Tricia for joining me here today. I'll continue to let you know how I progress with the diet. And by the time I release the next episode, maybe uh, I will have reintroduced some more foods and we can see how I'm doing with dairy, gluten, and maybe sugar. Although I have a long time, I have a feeling it'll be a long time before I ever see another chocolate chip cookie. All right, till next time, keep fighting.
Dead man walking, trying to keep up the pace. Dead man walking, counting down his days. And I don't know what will come. Look for silver linings, but still I find none. There was potential. Find a way to try and adapt to life It's not the why, but the how that plagues my mind A new perspective, appreciate what you've got With dead men walking in an instant, it could be gone And I don't know what will come Look for silver linings, but still I find none The worst Wherever there is happiness Fight to be there too And remember there are friendly smiles Try hard to smile too And wherever there is sunshine Don't let fear darken you And whatever happens Please remember